Good morning. Happy Saturday. Well, it's been quite a week for me. I'm officially moving on Monday. Um, My daughter and I have been moving all of our clothing, accessories, kitchen stuff, and so much more over to my new place already. So to say I'm tired is an understatement. So I'm looking forward to being uh, resettled in just two days and have all this behind us. So it's been, it's fun, it's exciting. It's neat to see the fruits of your labor (laughs) unfold. And I love moving into a new place. It's exciting and energizing and truthfully couldn't come at a better time for us, for me. My daughter's headed abroad in January, so um, I'll be resettling into life, you know, empty nester again. So I'm looking forward to having her have that incredible adventure and and carry on with my own adventures. So anyhow, I was taking a break from all this moving yesterday and I decided to go to Starbucks real quick for a double espresso. It took forever because now in Starbucks, they have all the call-in orders. And it's just like (laughs) in the city, there's like 900 call-in orders. And then the eight people that show up at the counter are like, you know, you have 50 people in front of you because of the order. So let's just say I was there for a good 25 minutes, which actually forced me to relax and sit still, which I needed. I really needed that. But um, part of living in Boston uh, is, is for me, the enjoyment of so many young people around me. I mean, it's just bursting with energy and excitement and just the energy that comes with youth. It's really, it's so fun to live in such a youthful area. Um, anyhow, behind me, there were two college girls discussing their relationships. One of them was extremely upset. Apparently her boyfriend is a huge flirt, making her feel insecure and insignificant, even unattractive. She said she felt unattractive to him. Now, naturally, I wanted to turn around (laughs) and give my sage advice, but of course I refrained and listened. I wanted to tell the girl to run, to get away from this man who made her feel so bad because clearly he had had really done a job on her self-esteem. And, but you know, it's one of those lessons you have to learn yourself. I believe the bad or negative experiences we have when we're young help us learn and craft the relationships that we want as we mature. So these experiences are essential. Um, they help build our armor up and, and really help us. If, if you take those negative experiences uh, and, and help craft them, and reframe them into learning lessons that are essential to create the relationships in the future that we want, um, then then it's okay to have those experiences, but you have to learn from them. You know, if you keep making the same mistake, then you're gonna run into real issues. Uh, and that's another story. Um, but this conversation, I felt bad for the girl, but it reminded me when I was first dating my former husband. He's a good-looking, charming, well-dressed, funny, very funny, incredibly friendly man, which suited him. I mean, his job suited him well. 
because he was a very popular radio show host. And this was back, I don't know. I don't even want to say how old I am. Well, I already said that yesterday, but it was in my 20s, my late 20s. Needless to say, flirting was part of his job. Charming his target audience with a demographic of, I think it was like 18 to 26 or something like that, uh, was a must. I mean, he had to. This was he, His audience was female and young. <laughs> um, and that's what he had to do. It was part of the deal. Poor guy, right? Um, anyhow, I recall feeling a bit unsettled at one of his appearances. He had private appearances that he was paid for. Um, they were typically in clubs or in an environment where alcohol was prevalent. That certainly didn't help the situation, nor did the women coming up to him nonstop uh, in, in, you know, dressed to impress, um, specifically him. <laughs> so he was there to attract his radio audience, and that's what he was there for. Um, they loved him. They came up to him, friendly, flirty, ready to entice him, and of course, compliment him continuously. Um, so, you know, I'm standing next to him, and he always wanted me next to him, which sometimes I didn't want to be. I wanted to kind of walk away and do my own thing. But, you know, I had to stand there smiling and embracing everybody and not get, and, and I mean, I'm not going to say not being jealous because I'm quite sure that, uh, that is an emotion I had to have experienced. Although I don't, I'm not a jealous person, um, by nature, by any means. And I'm friendly myself. So, um, we were both very friendly people. Um, and I, I quickly learned and was smart enough to know that, um, you know, as we marry, this is his audience. If his audience doesn't like him, uh, he's not going to survive in radio, that's for sure. So his livelihood was dependent upon, you know, charming, charming young women. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't going to marry him if I wasn't okay with that. So clearly, uh, I found a way to navigate the waters of flirtation and jealousy. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because while the flirting and innuendo existed all the time, I mean, not just at these appearances on his show every day, because women called in and a lot of their topics were about sex and relationships. And, you know, it was just that's what he did. That's what he had to do. Um, and I never once worried about my ex straying from me, ever. I couldn't be in a relationship that made me worry about such things. I wouldn't put myself in that situation as I don't desire the discomfiture that accompanies it. I never have. If I have to wonder if my partner is cheating on me or if he truly desires me or finds me attractive, then I'm not gonna stay in this relationship. I'm not a martyr. I'm not a fixer. I'm not, I have no desire to fix a man or teach him how to truly love a woman or, you know, teach him that I'm worthy of his love. I am not that person. Um, it's very black and white to me in a relationship. If the bad outweighs the good, I'm not gonna stay. I'm black and white with little gray in terms of how I live my life. 
I don't hem and haw. I don't vacillate. I stay or I go. I'm in it a thousand percent or I'm not in it at all. I'm that way with friendships, life, work. Every aspect of my life, I think, is that way. And the clarity of my decision-making process comes with ease. A fence is a place you will never find me on. So I was a thousand percent in my relationship and in my marriage. Knowing that my husband had to be flirtatious with beautiful women and with celebrities. I mean, there were celebrities that really liked him too. Uh, There's one in particular I remember. She was extremely flirtatious during their interview. She's someone you would, everyone would know her name. And I did feel a little bit of ugh inside of me um, when, when that interaction was going on because she was definitely, definitely hitting on him. Um, and, you know, she's like a worldwide celebrity. So that was a little intimidating. I recall not liking that. I didn't enjoy that. Um, did I say anything? Not a word. I said nothing. I just let it be um, because I was confident in my relationship and I was, I was confident that he didn't want to be with her. So there was no conversation to be had. I just had to swallow that little tinge of uh, jealousy and be on with it. And, you know, in, in, when I reflect upon it now, it's kind of neat, you know, it's pretty cool that he had uh, the opportunities and, it was just a really neat time anyhow, but I wanted to be with him and in order to have a healthy and happy relationship and have him have a successful, lucrative career, flirting was part of the equation. My situation was far from the norm. It really was a very unusual situation, but what I can offer is the following, and I wish I could have spoken to those girls, but You know, if you feel continually bad or negative about your spouse's behavior, address it. Give them specific examples of their behavior and how it impacts you, how it makes you feel. Don't offer a global complaint. Be specific. If you just say, oh, I don't like the way you flirt with people, that's not going to cut it. Be specific. Give examples of why it bothers you. And, and what it means to you and how you interpret it. Because they very well might not know that they're doing anything wrong or, um, or that it bothers you. So, you know, if you don't say anything, the answer is always no. Meaning if you don't complain or you don't bring it to the attention of your partner, you're silently agreeing to everything that they're doing. And if that's the case, that's fine, but if you're festering inside, your relationship will suffer. You'll eventually want attention from somebody else. And, and you know, if you're honest and open, there's opportunity uh, to see change in that department. But, you know, you can ask for change or, you know, discuss the change that you deem necessary to continue in a positive trajectory and give it time Give the person time to create that change that you need to see happen. It rarely happens overnight if that's their personality and they're naturally flirtatious and friendly and love women, love the attention of women. Um, that That's going to take a little time and, and energy and effort on their part. Keeping in mind that um, 
I think it's really hard to change anybody. You know, I can't remember who said this, but whoever said it <laughs> said, if you think it's hard to change, you think it's hard changing yourself. No, it's not. How to, what did they say? Um, you know how hard it is to change the things in yourself that you want to change. Asking somebody else to change is like triple the impossibility. So, I mean, I think you can ask for a tweaking of somebody's behavior. I think that's possible. And if they want to bring happiness and contentment to the relationship, there is change that can occur. But you can't take an extremely friendly person. Like, I'm very friendly. I'm not going to stop saying hi to people. I talk to strangers all the time. All the time. I mean, it's just, I start talking to everybody. Um, so if you said, you know, if my partner said, you can't talk to anybody that you don't know anymore, that's just goes against my grain, goes against who I am naturally. And I, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, I love you so much. I'm not going to talk to anybody. It's just, it's not realistic. So, you know, if you're going to ask for change, make sure that it's not changing someone's entire personality and give that person the time and space to create the, that change and see if it happens. And you can give them two opportunities. And if you're not getting what you need and what you want, and you feel unfulfilled and you feel unattractive and you feel underappreciated, then state your case and move on gently without chaos, without yelling, without drama, with grace. Just move on and let it go and find another person or be by yourself and, and refine the requirements of what you need in a relationship to be happy and make them a priority. And if somebody doesn't have those qualities, don't say, well, they have three out of 10. That's fine. I really like this, this and that. And I'll deal with the rest. No, 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 no. You have to make sure that all those things on your list are checked off. And don't ever stay with somebody out of fear of being alone or stay with somebody who do, devalues you. That will do much more harm to your spirit and your sense of who you are than being alone with yourself and enjoying, because you can enjoy your own company and you can work on yourself. And that time that you work on yourself is added value to the person you're becoming no matter what age you are that is always added value and you don't have to project oh i'm going to be alone the rest of my life don't go down that ridiculous path the only reason you'll be alone the rest of your life is because you want to be there are always people to be with there are always friends to be made at every stage of your life so get over that fear of being alone i think that's just such a mistake that people make and they end up staying in bad, negative, unhealthy, and toxic relationships because they have this insecurity of this fear of being alone. And it's just, it's so much bigger in their head than it is in reality. Um, so don't give that, that beast that says you're gonna be alone. Don't feed it, don't feed it. That's something you have control over. So that's what I have to say about flirting. You know, address the situation. If it's out of control, leave. Don't be with somebody who doesn't make you feel good. It's really that simple. And, you know, 
as a young girl, we think, oh, we can change them. We can change them. We can, you know, I'm going to stick it out because I'm so in love. But, you know, as a mature woman, I will say, I really don't have the patience (laughs) or interest uh, to deal with any of that stuff anymore. And I think that's, that's the case for most people. So I wish, you know, I could go back in time and say, don't put up with anything. But again, these negative, these negative experiences, like I heard these girls discussing, will help them get to the point of security, hopefully, that I'm in now at this stage of life. So um, I hope everybody has a very happy weekend that's fulfilling and drama-free and filled with love and peace. Thank you for listening and um, have a great day.